Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Happy Thursday, one and all. Welcome to the Fairways of Life show from wherever you are joining us around the globe. So, there has been a strategic move made by Live Golf aligning themselves with, I think it's called MENA, M-E-N-A. It's, it stands for Middle East and North Africa Tour. And this is from Joe Bial at GolfDigest.com, where he writes about the development. This came out. Does he give us a time on this one? No, I don't have the time of the release of this story, but it was in, within the last 12 hours. Officials with Live Golf frustrated that the board of directors with the official World Golf Ranking has not expedited a review of the Saudi back circuits application for accreditation are trying another avenue in order to have players earn official World Golf Ranking points. On Wednesday, the MENA Tour, short again for Middle East and North Africa Tour, announced a partnership with Live Golf. Live officials believe the partnership with MENA, which already has official World Golf Ranking accreditation, will allow Live events to begin receiving points immediately, starting with this week's Live Invitational and Bangkok. Quote, we are t- t- taking this mutually beneficial action to support the game at the developmental level. And because of the importance and fairness of live golfers qualifying for official world golf ranking points, said Atu Kalosha, the president and COO of Live Golf. He continues, we're pleased to create pathways that give more opportunities for young players while also giving fans rankings that include all the world's best golfers, close quote. The MENA Tour was founded in 2011 and has mostly served as a developmental tour for players looking to eventually play in Europe, Asia, and in South Africa. In 2016, the Dubai-based tour, which ran roughly 10 to 15 events a year for purses of approximately $75,000, live purses are $20 million, he writes, are awarded OWGR accreditation. The tour was canceled in 2018 and though it returned the following season, it has not staged any tournaments in more than two years. But as part of the announcement of the partnership with Liv, first reported by The Telegraph, the MENA Tour revealed it will return in 22-23 season. That kicks off this week, Liv's Golf Invitational Bangkok, and includes Liv's last two 2022 invitational events in Saudi Arabia and Miami, as well as its 2023 lineup of 14 events. All live golfers will automatically become members of the MENA Tour. Live, aside from the remarks via the MENA Tour announcement, has yet to issue a statement, although one is expected to come today. The press release from MENA stated, The final field for Live Golf Thailand, the opening event of the 22-23 MENA Tour season, will be submitted to official World Golf Ranking by MENA Tour ahead of play commencing on Friday when the final field ratings and winner's points are expected to be confirmed. However, whether the official World Golf Ranking will award points for this week's live event or any other live events in the near future is far from certain. Messages to official World Golf Rankings on the matter have not been returned as of this writing. A source familiar with workings of the OWGR Technical Committee, which is reviewing Liv's initial application, told Golf Digest it's unlikely the OWGR would award points for this week's live event, saying that an alliance with another tour doesn't initiate automatic inclusion 
of Live Golf in the world rankings. Furthermore, MENA risks becoming decertified because it appears MENA might be changing its competition format to align with Live. On July 6th, Live sent an application for accreditation to the OWGR board submitted via sponsorship from the Asian Tour, which is also a partner with Live Golf. Peter Dawson, the OWGR chairman, acknowledged receiving the application after the OWGR board met during the Open Championship at St. Andrews, uh, stating, quote, an examination of the application will commence, close quote. The process historically takes anywhere from one to two years to complete and seemingly might take even longer given that the structure of the Live Golf Tour and its events failed to meet a number of prerequisite for OWGR accreditation. Despite this documented protocol, Live CEO Greg Norman has been seeking to have Live's application greenlit immediately. In September, 50 Live members lobbied Dawson for OWGR inclusion, signing a letter seeking points not only for upcoming events, but retroactively for events played since the tour's launch in June. Quote, to maintain trust, we urge you, as one of the true statesmen of sports, to act appropriately to include on a retroactive basis the results of live golf events in OWGR rankings and calculations, the players wrote. And OWGR without live would be incomplete and inaccurate, the equivalent of leaving the Big Ten of the SEC out of the U.S. college football rankings or leaving Belgium Argentina or England out of the FIFA rankings, close quote. Considering that Liv already has a partnership with the official World Golf Ranking accredited tour in the Asia tour raises the question of why the upstart circuit would need to reach out to MENA. Source told Golf Digest that Liv, that Liv's stalled launch in 2022 was part of the reasoning and its lack of avenues for Asian tour players to compete in Liv events, an issue Liv has addressed, was hindering that route. Additionally, while Live Golf officials are confident they will be included under Mina's point umbrella, an official World Golf ranking denial could be part of Live Golf's antitrust suit against the PGA Tour as well as separate filing against the OWGR, writes Joe Bial. You can find his article at golfdigest.com. So in the overnight hours as sound was coming in, John put together this from both Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson. And I want to open, first of all, with Phil Mickelson, where he wasn't only asked about the, the prospect of, of accreditation. Uh, Phil was asked, you're, you're coming off the, your best round at a live event. How do you feel about your game? How do you feel about the high flyers? That's a team that Phil is a part of and the two events left before Miami. The next question was, are you surprised at, at all at how it all came together? Seemingly a fairly shrewd idea that came up here to go through that tour being Mina. And then finally, he opens with this. Can we please get your reaction to the news about Liv and how you feel about world ranking points and what you think this means for Liv and the development of Liv? Uh, I think it's, from a player standpoint, uh, it feels great to have everyone at Liv fighting so hard for the players uh, and their best interests. I think um, for the world golf rankings, this is a great way to um, keep its credibility while not uh, putting or while not bringing in politics into the decision-making process. I think it's I think it's good for all parties. The reason I'm not concerned is that the number of points are based on the quality of the field and not the organization that's running the tournament, and and the quality of our field is 
remarkably strong and, and will, I'm sure, for the World Golf Rankings to maintain their credibility, they'll continue to award the proper number of points that, uh, that the tournaments deserve for, for all tours. Given the many obstacles that we have had to face from those trying to stop it, I think it's um, a, a great way to do this in addition to adding a, a developmental tour for the Asian tour who is who will be our feeding tour going forward. So I think it's a, a win on all parts. So my, my, my game has been starting to come around, and Chicago was a, a bit of a breakthrough for me where I was able to slow my mind down and, and let the game become easy again and start to hit good shots and uh, not race, not jump ahead, but stay present. So uh, I expect that I'll be able to continue that and, and continue to play well here. I, I expect to have a good week. I love the golf course. And our team is positioned to make a move. And, and, and the way we look at it is we have two opportunities to get past Friday of Doral, right? So if we have to play in a match on Friday, we have to win the match to get to Saturday, or we can play really well these next two weeks, get into the top four amongst the teams and get a bye through Friday and, and only have to play Saturday. So that's kind of the way we're looking at it is it's, one of the it's our first of two opportunities to to make it to the weekend at Doral. All right, so Phil Mickelson talking about his game, talking about the team game uh, for this event that starts, I believe, in the overnight hours tonight. Uh, Dom was saying yesterday at about eleven something at night tonight. Dom is running his kids to school today because uh, the the his babysitter wasn't able to show up. So. What's interesting to me about what Phil's talking about, I happen to agree. One guy's opinion, I happen to agree with Rory McIlroy that. If Live Golf qualifies for the criteria of world ranking points, they should get world ranking points. They have many of the best players in the world that are competing. The, the question is, do they qualify for all the criteria? And if Mina is a 54-hole event and they're getting world ranking points, that's a huge obstacle that they have overcome. I don't know all of the criteria. There's actually no place where all of the criteria has, is, is published uh, openly. So I'm curious what it what it is in its entirety. We think we know, but I'd like it'd be neat to see somewhere because of how important official world golf rankings are. What all of them are. What's interesting though, and Phil was was clearly reading off that hymn sheet, is that uh, the, the the message points they kind of pull together on message points, and then you hear them from various players that are able to to deliver such. Uh, and the message points that are going on here is, is, is a little bit of kind of a bullying of the official World Golf rankings. Like even the article I was just reading from Joe where, where they, they say to Peter, you're one of the game's great statesmen, but the official World Golf rankings won't be complete. And to maintain legitimacy, et cetera, you have to, you have to do this. Uh, when you look at the board of the official World Golf rankings, for those of you that are listening to us on the radio side, the chairman of the board is the aforementioned Peter Dawson. Other members include representatives from Augusta National. That's Will Jones, executive director. The DP World Tour, Keith Pelley, the CEO. The PGA of America, Seth Waugh, the CEO. Jay Monahan, commissioner of the PGA Tour. Martin Slumbers, the CEO of the RNA. Mike Wan, the CEO of the U.S. GA, and then the International Federation of PGA Tours, which is represented by Keith uh, Waters. So when you 
when you consider that that's the list of those on the board, how many of those are openly in conflict with live uh, and how do you define conflict any way you want to either philosophically or in, in the form of lawsuits or have supported what they call golf's current ecosystem. You remember how that phrase was used quite often over the last few months, uh, supportive of golf's current ecosystem. So it's just interesting to me because you know, they align themselves with Mina, which sounds like a really smart strategic move with the intent of getting world ranking points. And then there were a number of different parties, albeit not official, not suggesting as such, that were like, yeah, we're going to start getting points this week. You, you still have to get the official okay. Uh, but again, if all the criteria is met, now this Mina tour hasn't done anything in the last two years. Uh, and even before that, they had, you know, five events here, five events there. But if they are accredited, if they have that foundation already in place, and that foundation either can be adopted by live where they need to, if there's changes that need to be taken. So there's a lot of gray area, a lot of questions we don't have. But if it works, if it is legit in terms of, of meeting the criteria, then they should get the world ranking points. How fast those world ranking points are initiated that's the part that I don't know. And the part where I talk about the legitimacy and the kind of bullying, it's, it's a little, it's a little uh, kind of funny to watch the way the language is going, the way they're trying to pressure uh, the official World Golf Rankings, which I have a sense that the World Golf Rankings is n- not really a, an organization based upon the board I just read to you that you can really pressure into, into being fearful of so-called illegitimacy. Where? In the court of public opinion? I don't think that those list of people on that board are too worried about what a guy on Twitter thinks about the legitimacy of the official World Golf Rankings. As I've said to you before, when you've got some of the best players in the world on live, though, do they deserve World Golf Rankings? Yes. When they meet the criteria. And my whole thing right along has been, well, 72 holes. But Mina is accredited, and they're 54 holes. Okay, we didn't make those rules. You guys did. That's the official World Golf ranking that made those rules. So, again, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays itself out as a result of this development. So, Dustin Johnson addressed the media as well. Uh, his thoughts in, in regard to official World Golf rankings were not necessarily as on script as, as Phil Mickelson, but nonetheless, he was asked about it. The questions he was asked is... Uh, Last question. This is a question about world ranking points. Even with the players being able to earn points on different tours, are you still hopeful that Liv will be able to earn world ranking points eventually? Next question was, you're one of the early players who joined Liv Golf since the very beginning in London. Your own impression of how it has progressed, and is there anything that you'd like to see improved or perhaps expand upon as the years go by? Next was, there's been a bit of talk from players about trying to get the past five events, also points reinstated on that. Any update on that? And then we lead with this. I thought we'd throw at you the world ranking news that came out last night. What do you make of that? And also sort of the way that we've gone about trying to get them. For me, I think, you know, I think we deserve them. You know, I think, you know, obviously with the quality of players we have out here, the events we're having, you know, we should have them. So, you know, I think it's fair and, you know, Obviously, the you know the way 
you know, I think it's very smart and strategic the way that they're going about it. But, you know, hopefully they make the right decision and give us world ranking points. I don't see that happening. Obviously, yeah, that would be nice because, well, obviously, you know, none of us are playing events where you get points. So we just kind of slowly keep moving down where, you know, if the world ranking points are supposed to be non-biased and for, you know, for golfers. So, you know, we should. I don't see that happening, though, which is okay. But at least going forward, you know, hopefully we'll have them because, you know, like I said, it's supposed to be a fair and, you know, non-biased organization that, you know, is for golf, which is exactly what we're doing. So um, hopefully, like I said, they'll make the right decision and give us world ranking points. I mean, I think you could ask anybody. I think it's, you know, for me, it's gone really well. You know, it's gone better than even I expected it to. And, you know, I think it's just going to keep getting better and keep getting more um, recognition, you know, around the world. I think we're already starting to a lot. You know, it's, you know, I think the media and everybody's starting to finally catch on that this is, you know, it's it's not a joke. It's real golf. And, you know, we got the best, play, you know, some of the best players in the world. Obviously, we don't have all of them, but we've got enough of them that, you know, it's, and I think it's gone great. I really enjoy it. I love being out here. I love playing. I love being a part of it and, you know, starting something new. I think the team aspect brings a whole different, you know, kind of whole different flavor kind of to golf. And it's something that people and fans and, you know, can get behind. And obviously we're going to play in all different parts of the world. So, you know, it's, you know, I've never played golf in Thailand. I've never played a tournament here. So, you know, it's a new place that, I mean, you know, some people I've seen us on TV, but they've never seen us play in person. So, you know, going to different places and all that, which we'll have the opportunity to do on, on the live tour is, you know, it's going to help grow the game. And I think they're doing a great job with that so far. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I don't see how they don't award us points. Um, you know, I, like I said, I think it's supposed to be a non-biased, you know, organization. So we are playing golf competing, you know, with the best, some of the best golfers in the world. So yes, we should, be awarded points um you know will they do that hopefully um so I, I think like i said i think we deserve them and hopefully we'll get them all right dustin johnson speaking in advance of this weekend's live golf event there was news from a member of the fairways of life family DeWiz golf they announced that they've closed out a series b funding to fuel golf wearable technology business the press release says that DeWiz has closed out its current series b funding round with more than Four million in U.S. dollars invested, dedicated to its DeWiz golf business. The oversubscribed investment will showcase DeWiz's wearable swing modifying technology through additional marketing, further global expansion, continued product development, and added staffing to support further growth. And with financial backing secured for the golf vertical, DeWiz can continue development of new verticals, including sports like basketball and tennis, as well as a broader application across gaming and healthcare. The Series B funding round was backed by original investors group and new investors as well. So exciting news for DeWiz Golf. Congratulations on that. DeWizGolf.com if you want to learn more. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Press the green button and start your journey at ireland.com golf. 
you're a golf fan. I am giving all this equipment away. I'm Matt Adams, host of the Fairways of Life show. We're the only live daily golf show on YouTube. We're also available on demand. You can just click and subscribe right here, and we give away product to our subscribers. I literally give it to you. What other show does that? There is no other show that's live every day on YouTube. All you have to do is click and subscribe, and you got a chance at winning some of this. Want to get ball fit like the pros? Now it's easy. Just grab your phone and a friend, and have them record a video of you hitting a drive. Hello, Senior Tour. I absolutely smoked that. <laughs> anyway, submit your video to BridgestoneGolf.com. You'll receive an email showing your stats and the best tour be for your game. So get fit and get better. Sweet. You got me on a good day. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever because we are our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from callaway taylormade cobra titleist and more plus shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands experience golf's biggest selection under one roof don't just shop this season shop with the pros at the pga tour superstore are you an E or a C? Both have Ridgeback. These are loaded with tech. Which one are you gaming? Definitely E for me. It's just so forgiving. I'm definitely an E. C is for Cheka. What else? C is for kill it. C is me. Low spinning bombs. So, are you an E or a C? Hmm. I don't know. Hey, wait a minute. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one. Gives you feedback in real time so you feel where you are in your golf swing. Transition plus 4.2 inches. Length of back swing 50.3 inches. The Wiz really helped me to keep that consistent swing. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's the mic drop. Yeah, I mean, right from the beginning of my career, you know, 1994, I think my uh, second or third event ever was the Johnny Walker Classic in Phuket, uh, Blue Canyon, and, you know, fell in love with Asia then and have always enjoyed coming back here. Um, obviously, it wasn't possible through COVID over the past couple of years, three years, um, and, and I've missed it. You know, I've been a regular coming back for the, the Thailand Golf Championship and Indonesia Masters and a lot of other tournaments, you know, all over Asia. I think I've got 11 or 12 wins in Asia, so uh, it's somewhere I've always tried to... Just 11 or 12? I can't remember. It's been, <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, and it's nice to be back. Um, you know, it's a part of the world I love to come and play in and have been successful, which makes it even better. So it's nice to be here with Liv and, uh, you know, taking golf around the globe again. So many things, to be honest. Um, you know, just the fact you know, back in the hotel room, we've got, you know, a wonderful ballroom where everybody's socialising, dining, hanging out. There's more of a team atmosphere like we would normally see at team events like a Ryder Cup. Um, and because of that itself, it's, it's much more enjoyable. It's more social. Um, and then getting to the golf course, we've got our own little locker room areas. Um, and again, we have the ability to, you know, spend quite a lot of time together. 
play practice rounds together, um, and it's exciting. You know, it's uh, it kind of gives you a bit of an energy boost. The fact that we've got the team aspect as well as individual aspect, and even if you're not up on the leaderboard with a chance to win, like your score really counts, um, which is exciting. So it keeps you, you know, 100% focused, fully energized, and ready to go. Yeah, I, I would agree with Ian. I think, uh, you know, the pl- pace of play seems to be faster out here. I like the fact that it is a shotgun start and it starts and is all done after about four and a half, four, four hours, 45 minutes. Um, I like the team aspect um, where, you know, not, not only, you know, even if you, you're out of the individual, you can, you're playing for somebody else, especially this week where they've increased the number of scores counting over the first two days. Um, <clears throat> you know, that, that appeals to me. Um, yeah, there are so many different aspects to it that I enjoy. Um, even down to, you know, I'm, I'm 50 years of age and when I was playing on the European Tour and the PGA Tour, I didn't really have anything in common with the younger guys that were, were playing now, you know, on the live. There's a, there's a lot of my friends playing on there. I get to spend more time with them and uh, um, there's definitely more of a, a family um, kind of attitude and, and, and feeling to the, to the environment. <laughs> I think the team aspect um, really <laughs> appeals to the younger generation and the the people that also play amateur golf. You know, the the people who play amateur golf can relate to you know the team golf a little bit because that's what they play week in week out at their clubs. Yeah. So um, you know, definitely that aspect of it has brought us, I think, closer together with uh, you know the people that are paying to watch us play. You know, amateur golfers. <clears throat> You know, we're here to entertain them, and if they can relate to what we're doing, that's even better. And I think, you know, I'm a football fan. Um, I support Arsenal, Lee Sports Forest, but um, <laughs> we're top of the league. Um, yes, yes. And, and you know, we're not. You know, just um, the, whole, the, the whole aspect of following a team, whether you support Formula One and you support, you know, a race team in McLaren, if it's an NBA and you follow the Orlando Magic, whatever it is, we all kind of, we all have a team we like to watch. Um, And for the first time, we have that ability every single time we go and play golf. And that's what's cool. You know, we've had so many messages on our social channels which say, we, you know, we love Team Majestics. So we're already starting to build the fan base situation there. And hopefully we can obviously continue that. And we can have a global audience that obviously want to follow certain teams. And it gives a different dynamic. I, you know, I agree with him on it, that the team aspect gives a different dynamic. I am curious how and if that is connecting with fans. You know, one of the areas for me, like if, if, I were, if I were inclined to be a fan of the team aspect, and I'm not saying I am or am, I just don't know enough about it yet as, as follows. If they could do more to help educate me in terms of, when I say me, I mean like fans. Maybe you, feel, you guys feel differently about it, but... What are, what does it mean with the team competition? What are the team standings like? Isn't DJ's team the Majestics, right? Aren't they aren't they winning most of the events? So, you know, where does that stand? You know, because I know what they're I know they're kind of going after a model that's a little bit like NASCAR, a little bit like Formula One, et cetera. Okay, well, again, what does it mean as we start to come down to the, the events after this, culminating in Miami? Right, uh, and so yeah, I. But I am curious what you guys think about it. Are you enjoying that aspect of it, the, the team aspect of it? If uh, are you of a mindset where you just ignore everything that they're doing because you're against the the, the tour altogether, 
or are you somewhere in the middle trying to figure out where you stand on, on the whole thing? You know, uh, Daniel Kang is back in competition. Obviously, you know, a couple weeks ago, she made it into a playoff. Uh, so in ahead of the Mediheal championship, she was asked by the media, uh, have you gotten the, how have you managed to get yourself back in form and has it happened quicker than you expected? And she was asked first and foremost, uh, remember, because she had that tumor on her lower back, how are you feeling physically? I'm all right right now. I'm a little uncomfortable, but I'm okay. Um, funny enough, I'm just, I didn't know we got cards today. Ollie did, but he, he's like, it's good for you. Just walk, D. And I'm pretty sure I wanted to throw a club at him, but we <laughs> it's so illy. So, I mean, it's okay. We just have to keep pushing through. I know it's just going to take a little time. But the rest of the year schedule is pretty, like, one week on, one off for me. So back to back to back. That's, I won't be competing in Pelican for that reason. So um, I'm just excited because I think I've come really far in a very short amount of time for me. And I've expedited it as much as I can. And that kind of effort, I, it's not just me. It's the team that has helped me get out here. And that's, I have to emphasize on that is I even flew to Vegas just to see my team, just to put me back to where a comedian want to and then function on my own. So um, I'm like more focusing on next year. I'm being consistent with the body, so yeah. Really, really uh, like just dedicated diligence. Um, I think sometimes like I actually thought about, you know, there's no way I'm the only person that sits around and things like sometimes doesn't go your way, right? We all think that. I wanted to say something at Arkansas that, like, I wish when people see me that they, I just want them to have hope that you can do it, too. Whatever it is, the struggle that you're going through, you're going to get through it. It might not be how you want it or how, why you got there, but that's the first few months when I found out earlier, the year, earlier this year, I, don't, I didn't know how to approach it. But as soon as you start attacking and having the team around you and building the trust and trusting that process, and you have to dedicate it. Like, I love to play. I didn't want to sit at home and watch people play majors and me missing out. I didn't play, I didn't watch it because it drove me nuts to watch it. I didn't watch any sports. I just watched Netflix because it, that competitiveness I was just kind of thriving on. And so I just want people to know whatever it is, that next step, like get up like now. And um, whether it's to brush your teeth and get going, waking up early, like I had to switch my sleep schedules to, Practicing and how to practice is different. Butch and I figured out how to practice. We got a biomechanic person out to change. My swing does look different. Um, like Heather, my physio and PT looked at on my biomechanics, on my body, to how to swing better, to Butch calling Chris Como, to it's just, there's a lot to it. And it's different. So even Butch asked me when I got home, he's like, hey, what happened with that five? But I said, it's, you know, my swing's not holding under pressure as I, I don't know it as well under the gun. So I'm gunning it really far, hitting it really short. Um, swing's different though. So it's, those are the things that I just have to keep achieving that first thing that's in front of me. Whether it's to eat, to brush your teeth, to put your clothes on, to go out. That was hard for me, to get up and to go. Because, I mean, it's, it was a lot of things. So I think that like one step at a time is how I got to expedite it. Because sometimes we just sit there and go like, that, that stalling is what gets mm -hmm. all of us on any job or anything you do. So that stall, if you just tell yourself, like, Danielle, just get up, do it right now. 
Like, get up right now and walk the dog. Like, get up right now and go putt. Like, we're going to putt right now. If I can't putt today, okay, we're going to chip now. Like, I don't go into the mode of, like, I can't putt. This is why I'm not going to putt well. Like, it's your choice to stop and just move on to the next thing. So that's kind of what I worked on for a long time, and it actually expedited the process. So... Glad that Daniel Kang is feeling okay now. As you guys know, she's been a longtime friend of the Fairways of Life show. We've had a lot of fun with her over the years. Uh, and I just think she provides a lot of color on the LPGA Tour, and, and she's easy to be a fan of. So really glad that she's feeling okay. Uh, coming up on the Fairways of Life show, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa. You want to hear from Tom Kim? Remember, he named himself Tom. He adopted that as his what he calls his Western name uh, because he was a huge fan of Thomas the Tank Engine. We're going to be talking about it as the Fairways of Life show continues on this Thursday. The presenting sponsor for the Fairways of Life show is the PGA Tour Superstore, the number one golf retailer in all of the land. It is staffed by true professionals. This isn't just like a big box sporting goods stores where maybe you're going in to buy fishing gear or running shoes or exercise equipment. This is dedicated to the game of golf, and they have a vested interest in you playing better and your happiness in and around this game. Whether you wear it, whether you swing it, whether you learn from it, all of it is available to you at the PGA Tour Superstore. They are number one for a reason. Check it out yourself by getting started at PGATourSuperstore.com. More coming up after this. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. I guess, hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. You're a golf fan. I am giving all this equipment away. I'm Matt Adams, host of the Fairways of Life show. We're the only live daily golf show on YouTube. We're also available on demand. You can just click and subscribe right here, and we give away product to our subscribers. I literally give it to you. What other show does that? There is no other show that's live every day on YouTube. All you have to do is click and subscribe, and you got a chance at winning some of this. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever because we are our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from callaway taylormade cobra titleist and more plus shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands experience golf's biggest selection under one roof don't just shop this season shop with the pros at the pga tour superstore created without the constraints of time or money PXG Golf Clubs are the most technologically advanced available today, and they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs. 
in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG, nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana and Golf Week's best you can play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's best you can play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life Show. Pleasure to have your company on this Thursday. This segment is presented by Ireland.com. Just log on to Ireland.com. You can even log on to Ireland.com slash golf and press the green button and start planning your golf vacation today. I can tell you it is so popular over there right now that it is not terribly easy to get a tee time. So uh, work hard at it. Make sure you, you exhaust all of the options on your schedule and if you can't get it in 2023, make sure you book ahead to 2024. I, I, I'll tell you honestly, I tried to book two uh, groups in 2023 and couldn't fit it. It's just it, because the groups are too big, thanks to all of you guys in terms of what we do and how we do it. So Ireland.com for more information on how you can plan your bucket list dream vacation presenting this segment. We start with Tom Kim. Remember, Tom Kim is in the featured group that includes Max Homa. He was asked about Max Homa. He was asked extensively about the President's Cup and his experience there. Uh, He was asked about his full status on the tour and why he chose to play in the Shriners Children's Open out uh, in Vegas. Uh, He was asked about recapping his rookie season and what his expectations are for the season that he's in now. I mean, I feel like I'm a rookie now, so, um, but it's, it's been a crazy few months uh, looking back, but I'm really excited to have this f- uh, first full season and hopefully, you know, play, have, have a better year than I did last season, so I'm really excited. It was, it was absolutely insane. I had so much fun, and I've never really experienced that big of team camaraderie before, and I can see why everyone wants to play in these team events, and I can't wait to have another try at it. It's, I, I'm very fresh, and I want to play as much as I can, and I, I wasn't going to do anything. What am, I, I was probably going to go home and practice, so I, I, I would love to come out here and play tournaments, and um, it's a great... It's a great stretch for me. I'm going to Japan next week and playing at the CJ. So, um, actually, when the season, when I saw it, like I wanted to play Vegas. I think it's a great spot and the course kind of suits my game. So, it was it's kind of happened natural for me. But picking a schedule for me still means pl- trying to play as much as I can. So, it's uh, I can remember every single moment of me walking up to that green and looking at that putt. Uh, seeing my whole team there, I was just looking down and thinking to myself that, man, I, would, I want this putt to go in more than anything in the world because I'm just not playing for myself. I'm playing for everyone on that team. And with where we were at on Saturday, uh, knowing that one, two points is just a huge difference. And once I hit that putt, I was putting so well that all I needed to do was just have the right, right speed on it. And as soon as I hit it, I knew... It was going to go in, and I wanted the reason why 
I ran that way and threw my cap that way was because I knew my team was behind me. So, um, and I've watched it a lot of times. I, I still watch it sometimes. It, it gives me motivation. But the funny thing is, uh, PG Tour did like a five-minute video thing on YouTube. They had the whole routine and everything. But what's funny is that after that video finishes, uh, Max goes and says, subscribe here and like here. And I always try to turn it off because I'm still kind of angry at me and losing to Max. But <laughs> he's, he's really, really cool. Uh, he's an amazing person. And I've only, it was the first time I actually got to spend some time with him on that, eight, on that Sunday. But as much as I hate losing, you know, he played great on that final last stretch. So um, I'm, pretty, I'm still pretty pissed about it, but in a good way. You know, he, I have so much respect for him, and it's going to be fun. Obviously, I have my partner on uh, uh, playing with Max and my partner for the President's Cup. So it's going to be a fun first two days. Give you an update of what's going on at the Open de España. The Spanish Open leader right now is Ashan Wu at eight under par, posted Already seven under par in finish for the day. One shot back is John Rahm. Matthew Pavone is one shot back with two holes still to post. At six under par, it's a couple of players, Stephen Gallagher and amateur Louis Massavu, uh, are both on that mark of six under. Five under belongs to Henny Duplessis. Uh, Brendan Stone starts a group at four under. That's a very large group, so I'll leave it at that with you. Patrick Cantlay spoke to the media yesterday as well, and some really compelling uh, questions and answers here that John chose to put together in this little clip that we're going to play for you. He was asked whether he thinks that we'll ever again see a player that might win. Think about back in the day, you know, VJ and Tiger, seven, eight, ten or more times in a given season he was asked if he's motivated. Now, you know, this is a guy that's had great accomplishment in the game. Is he ever motivated by being underrated? And yeah, it's always nice to that. come to a golf course that I've had success on. And um, looking, obviously, to repeat this year, you know, play well again and have a chance to win. Um, and it looks like we're going to get perfect weather, so I imagine that's going to take lots of birdies. First of all, I think the fairways are pretty wide, but you need to play from the fairway if you want to score. And so uh, in the past, I've hit a lot of drivers and drove the ball well. And so I have a lot of opportunities uh, to make birdies. And obviously around this place, you need to make a ton of birdies and not very many mistakes because most every year, the winners in the 20, 25 under, uh, you know, range. So that's what it takes. You got to shoot five, six under every day. Not really. Um, I have enough internal motivation where I don't really have very many external factors that, that motivate me. Um, and, you know, if I won more, I wouldn't be underrated. So that's kind of in, you know, uh, my goal is to just win more, and I, I don't need to worry about the rest of that stuff. I'm sure it is, but I doubt we'll see, you know, double digits like VJ and Tiger. Um, and I, I, I'd be shocked if we saw anybody come close to having as many five-win seasons as Tiger. I think he had six, seven, or eight, or something like that, which is remarkable, obviously. Um, I think I think we're just seeing guys play also more go-for-broke golf. And so if you have more guys in the field playing go-for-broke golf, inevitably one of them will, you know, execute all week. And so when a guy that's good gets hot, it's really hard to beat him. 
Um, and in the past, I feel like, you know, when I think about when I've talked with Jack Nicholas about he played how he played golf tournaments, he did not play go for broke golf, and so he was able to wear people out. And that type of golf doesn't win golf tournaments these days as much as it used to. Fascinating stuff from Patrick Cantlay. Max Homa also addressed the media. Of course, he was asked about Tom Kim and what he thinks about Tom Kim and his relationship there. Uh, He was asked about his approach to a week like they're having here in Vegas, where you just heard from Patrick Cantlay that you have to go low in in order to have success there and how he feels about that. Uh, He was asked about his motivation in playing these fall series events. This is a question that's going to come up more and more as the years progress. Because when you have a player that's fully exempt like Max is, but he's playing in the fall events versus, say, taking time off or doing whatever he wants to do, uh, you're going to have players that are going to be posed that question. So he was, and and it'll be uh, curious to see what you think about the answer. Uh, It says, not great results here, but do you feel like you're a different player now than in prior starts here? I can't see how he wouldn't feel that way. Uh, How would you describe the start of the season he's had so far? Because it was a very dramatic one leading right up to that President's Cup. Yeah, it's been a, a really cool start to the start to the year. Um, the President's Cup was just the most fun ever, whether I went 4-0 or 0-4. Uh, as long as the team won, it was, we all had a blast uh, being around each other and uh, getting to celebrate on, you know, the normal 18th green at Quail Hollow, uh, 15 for the tournament, and not everybody just gets to hold the cup and take pictures and, I don't know, I guess just enjoy our own company and, and what we had accomplished. It was, it was a lot of fun. So that, that week is, uh, that one's going to hold a special place in my heart. So it was cool to get to have that experience. And then obviously to play well uh, was the cherry on top. I definitely was, have been going through, I feel like swing issues every time I've come here. So I'm glad to say that that's not happening this year. Um, I like the golf course. Uh, it's, Obviously, the scores are really low, um, but I feel like, you know, certain certain holes you picture when you, you know, kind of fly over here and you're like, oh, man, that one tee shot's tricky. And then you get out there and as you're swinging it better, you realize that it's actually not. <laughs> you just weren't very good. So uh, I am glad to say that I the fairways are looking much larger this year than they have maybe in the past. Well, first and foremost, uh, you know, there's a... the data says that having a good fall typically leads to a good uh, FedEx Cup run. Um, and last year I had my best fall and I had my best FedEx Cup finish. Um, the golf tournaments are also awesome. Uh, this run of, I don't know how many it is, it is now, but six to eight events are, are great. Uh, so I enjoy playing them. So that's another, another bonus. I enjoy playing golf. There's a third bonus. Um, but just in general, I mean, I don't, we're not going to have this schedule, you know, going forward next year, but these are great events that I, I would assume I'm still going to keep, you know, playing. Um, but it's the start of the season and you need to, you need to make points because the goal of the, of the, of the season is to finish number one on the FedEx Cup. So uh, I feel like if you don't play these, you're, you're just, it's making it hard. There's you know, 20% of the season or so is, is this bulk of September to uh, November. I guess quite similar to normal weeks. I feel like if you're approaching the tournament the correct way, it would essentially be just to, you know, hit a good tee shot, 
hit the smart best second shot and then hit the best putt you can and courses are only scores are only lower because there's you know as people say like half pars around here there's a short short par four you drive and then there's reachable par fives uh, one of which it's very reachable so um you know you're gonna have maybe a couple more eagle putts than you would normally and then your birdie putt average is probably going to be a bit uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be, you know, you're gonna be closer to the hole just because of the how short the course can play with the heat and all that. But um, it's just like anything. You, you, you leave a course even when it's hard, and you think, man, I wish I would have shot so and so better. So here, it just you're gonna have the same frustrations and then the same success. It's just I've always looked at the courses where the scores are lower. Is if you make less mistakes, you're still gonna make a bunch of birdies because we're good at golf. Um, but if you can limit the backing up, that, that seems to be my mentality. Yeah, Tom is obviously a rock star. He's, uh, I think, first and foremost, an amazingly nice person. I've listened to him on podcasts as of late, uh, and he's, you know, great. He's got, like, that f- fresh outlook on the game of golf, which is cool. I mean, he's 20 years old, so that's amazing to even be out here. Um, I know he's been playing professional golf for a little while, longer than you'd expect a 20-year-old, but I mean, to be able to qualify for the President's Cup at that age is crazy to me. He played awesome all week. Uh, he was the catalyst of the team, I felt like. Uh, his emotion was cool, but um, as competitive as, go- as golf is, and, and that's why we play it, part of it is entertainment, and I feel like he also has that extra kick of being very entertaining and lovable and somebody you want to see succeed uh and yeah it was it was cool to see him uh kind of burst on the scene there because i know he'd been playing some really great golf prior but you know that that was a big stage and and he handled it awesome golf and 60 let's get you up to speed on how when and where you can get your golf in the days that lie ahead we start with the shriners children's open today and tomorrow on golf channel the coverage kicks off at 5 p.m eastern time Each of those two days, Saturday and Sunday, the airtime will be at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. PGA Tour Live, which is on ESPN+, Plus, they will kick off their coverage at 9.30 a.m. both today and on Friday. PGA Tour Radio's tee time will be at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday and on Friday. On the weekend, it will be at 3 p.m. respectively. Those days, you can find PGA Tour Radio on the PGA Tour app on PGATour.com, or if you subscribe to the National Satellite Service, Sirius XM. The LPGA Medi-Heal Championship, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The coverage will kick off at 9 p.m. Eastern time each day, uh, tape delayed on Golf Channel. Live Golf Series from Bangkok, Thursday from 11 p.m., Friday from 11 p.m., Saturday from 11 p.m. You can find that on YouTube Live. And the DP World Tour, Open de España, the Spanish Open coverage on Thursday and Friday starts at 7.30 a.m. on Golf Channel. Uh, Saturday and Sunday will be at 7 a.m. respectively. The PGA Tour champions is Furyk and Friends this week. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the coverage will kick off at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Log on to FrenchLick.com and see all the wonders that is this golf course and complex and resort. It's golf courses, plural, with two Hall of Fame architects in the form of Donald Ross and Pete Dye. It is unlike anything else you've seen before. And if you think these shots look heavenly, it is with good reason. Log on to FrenchLick.com and get all the information that you need to plan your next trip.
Folks, thank you so much for your company. Absolute delight to share this Thursday with you. Hope you enjoy the massive amount of golf that we have before us. And until we are together again, be well and goodbye for now.